Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the program. I think maybe is this our last program on critical theory, maybe, for a while? Well, we can hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think we've, we've successfully flogged Flogged that horse uh, yeah. quite enough, but yeah. uh, there's still some things we can touch on today. Yep, absolutely. Um, I guess maybe I want to start. Um, one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 87, and it talks about. Uh, I'm preaching on that this Sunday. Are you really? I, yeah. I, maybe I should skip church and come to your church on Sunday. <laughs> Jonathan, you want to preach for me on Sunday? <laughs> no, I can see if I can find somebody to preach for me. We'll just make a pulpit swap. That's right. That's right. So Psalm 87, um, here's what it says. On the holy mount stands the city he founded. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. Glorious things of you are spoken, O city of God. Among those who know me, I mention Rahab and Babylon. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Cush. This one was born there, they say. And of Zion, it shall be said, this one and that one were born in her. For the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord records as he registers the peoples, this one was born there. Singers and dancers alike say, all my springs are in you. Yeah. Now, um, I, I'm actually scared now that you're going to preach this on Sunday because what I might say might be wrong because I've not <laughs> preached on this song before. But what I think it's saying, um, first of all, it, it lays out, you know, uh, glorious things of you are spoken, O city of God. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. And essentially, I think the idea is that God loves the gathering of his people on earth, the the the, the gates of Zion more than even individual worship, more than family worship, more than anything else. He loves the gathering of his people. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say that, well, who is his people, right? And there's some surprises. Right. Go through yeah. it. Go through it for us. You know, well, I don't have it. I don't have it open in front of me. So, so, so he know. says, uh, among those who know me, I mentioned Rahab and Babylon. Behold, Philistia and Tyre and Cush. I mean, these were, these were nations that were all enemies yes. of Israel. Yes, but it's going to be said, this one was born here. This one, In other words, the people from around the world, even those hostile to God's people, Israel, are going to be citizens of the eternal city. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a vision. That psalm is a vision. Uh, and and you, you find this in a, a number of places in Scripture. Um and it's it's echoed in uh, well the book of Revelation you know the uh, the new Jerusalem is going to be inhabited by every new Jerusalem is going to be inhabited by every tribe and tongue and nation mm-hmm. uh, and when when it says in Psalm eighty seven this one was born here this one was born here 
literally they weren't. I mean, Cush is Ethiopia, mm-hmm. uh, Sudan. Yeah. Uh, Babylon is, uh, you know, far to the east of, of Israel and, and long hostile yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to, to Israel, drag, dragged them into captivity. Uh, captivity and exile. But this psalm is saying that these surprising people from around the world are actually citizens of God's holy city. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that they belong there, and, and there's an going al- to come, and there's an already and not yet kind of dynamic. Right. Yes, yes. Because uh, in this studio right here today, mm-hmm. we're Gentiles. Yes, we're we're non-Jewish, <laughs> and we were, were born there. <laughs> and yeah, we were, but yeah. we were born in oh, this city. Oh, listen, I got, I got, I got to tell you, I've only been to Israel once. I went in 1997, mm-hmm. and I beat you there. Yes. I was in '85. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> And uh, when I was born, by the way, by at that point, (laughs) (coughs) Jerusalem was the last. I was with a tour group of of other pastors. It was a big group of about fifty pastors, and Jerusalem was the last place we visited Mm -hmm. at the at the end of our ten days in -hmm. Israel. We started up in Galilee, and, and we saw we saw everything, and then Jerusalem last. Well. Um, what I'm getting to is our our bus pulled up to a place uh, near the Mount of Olives where you look across mm-hmm. and you see the old city. And our tour guide, who, w- who was a secular Jew, he, he had us all sit down and they, they have benches there that you can just sit and look, look across the Kidron Valley to mm-hmm. the old city. Mm-hmm. And he had us all sit down and he said, and I don't remember all the words that he said, but I remember his final words. Uh, he said, this is Jerusalem. What took you so long? Mm-hmm. Welcome home. I wept. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just started bawling. This is my home. Mm-hmm. This is the home of my heart. Yeah. Uh, and the whole the gospel of my, went out from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the uttermost yeah. parts of the yes. earth. Yes, it's the home of my identity. Mm-hmm. And what Psalm eighty-seven is saying, you know, this one was born here. This one was born here. This, yeah, uh, it, it's it, it's a it's a precursor. It prefigures uh, what the Apostle Paul says. You know, when he says, "Our citizenship is in heaven." And from it, we await a Savior. What you're bringing out is, you know, really, we get a taste of that at our Reformation conference when we gather with other believers. Yeah. Uh, in Israel, when I was there in 85, I spent a couple, I spent two months there in 1985, and I found a church to go to worship at while I was there. But what was really remarkable was I wasn't the only one that found that church. There were people from all over the world that had gone there, and they actually had People, there were certain people with headphones, and they would listen to it, and it would be translated into their own language. They were worshiping together. Someday we won't need translators uh, for those things. We'll worship yes. together in heaven. Yeah. You've quoted Psalm 87. Psalm 89, uh, 86, verse 9 says, All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. This is the, this is the whole purpose. Yeah. We're not separated by our race. We're separated from the Lord, that return to the Lord will wipe out any distinctions that we might have. Yeah. Now, the, yes. the, these songs, these psalms, 
were songs that the the Jewish our ancient Jewish forefathers would have been singing, and no doubt it would have been absolutely shocking to some mm. of them to sing these songs. I mean, look at look at Jonah in, in the book of Jonah. He did not want to go to Nineveh because he hated them. He well, he knew absolute, that God would forgive them too. He knew and that I knew God you would were going to do this exactly. So as they're singing this, what had to come to their mind was their identity marker. The most important thing about them was absolutely not race uh, or ethnicity. Uh, I I don't even like couching it like that. Ethnicity, because all these different peoples are going to be born in her. Um, in the New Testament, when John the Baptist starts preaching, he gives them uh, he 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 anticipates what they're going to say um, as he's preaching. You know, um, out there in the wilderness, and he says. Um, Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. In other words, don't you dare think that your important, your most important identity marker is your ethnicity. Yes. God is able to, yes. to make true spiritual children of Abraham out of these rocks. Mm-hmm. And and so with the combination of these two passages, Psalm 87 and Luke chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible is very much rebuking this idea that you would find your, your main identity marker in your skin color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's deadly. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a Christian heresy yeah, is what it, it is. It's a Christian heresy, and, and it's a sin. One, one other text that comes to mind in, in Isaiah chapter 49, which is one of the servant of the Lord passages, um, and the servant of the Lord is a prophecy about Christ. So I'm in Isaiah 49, verse 6. It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Uh, that's that's a, a prophecy of Christ. In, in, in saying it is too light a thing, you should be my servant just to raise up the tribes of Jacob. In other words, Christ did not come just for the Jews. He came for the Jews first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, to, With to, the purpose that they would be a blessing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I will make you a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. That has always been God's intention, that every tribe and tongue and nation would come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, when we think about what's going on right now in the world, you know, with this critical race theory coming into our schools, you know, teaching them about the about division and that sort of thing, you contrast that with the very lessons that we give in perhaps a Sunday school with our children, you know, when they sing, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. That's the message of Christianity. That's the message of, 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 of union that we find in, in Christ. I, I can still remember reading Chuck Colson's book, Life Sentence. And, you know, he went to prison, you know, because he was involved in Watergate and all that. And there he became, a, as he, just as, before he entered in, he be, becomes a Christian. Then he finds, you know, other Christians there. And he talks about you know, having fellowship with one another and having a, you know, sitting down. Um, and he says, we have all these radical born again personalities, former Black Panther member Eldridge Cleaver, you know, he'd gone to prison and he became a Christian 
and and then left as a, a, a believer. You have these people from social stratas, like you know, you know, probably the most powerful people in all of Washington, and you know, whether it was social strata, whether it was uh, color, whatever it was, here they were all together converts to the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, and mm-hmm. having fellowship and brotherhood with one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, uh, you know, if if Jew and Gentile can do it, uh, as in the New Testament and uh, Paul in Ephesians 2, there, I'm, I'm sure that there were, I'm sure that there were many, many people, perhaps a majority of people, thought that reconciliation between Jew and Gentile was impossible. But that's that's the work of Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Paul said Christ has broken down the dividing wall of hostility. There was hostility. It wasn't just difference. Yeah. Hostility. Mm-hmm. And, and if Christ can break down that dividing wall, Christ can break down the dividing wall of black and white in this country. Amen. And you, you see that playing out in, not just in, in Ephesians, but you also see it being played out in Gala- in the book of Galatians. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, where these racial tensions still exist. And, and what is Paul's answer in both cases? Christ. Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. Uh, please go to our website, the Reformation, uh, reformationvoice.com, not the reformationboise.com you can register for our upcoming conference be thou my vision coming september 17th and 18th uh free conference we would love to see you there we're gonna have a lot of great books to sell at super cheap prices and i think there's gonna be a sushi truck there so nice raw fish (laughs) that's right love it we will see you next time 